When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is, 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 is Kickoff in the Valley. Now, here's your host, Tyler Vazquez and Gunnar Jackson. Welcome into the Kickoff in the Valley podcast covering your Arizona Cardinals. My name is Gunnar, morning show host on Camel Country here in Phoenix, uh, fresh back from Hawaii. Uh, Tyler, what's up, man? I don't know if you got to listen to the couple pods that you missed while you, that you were in Hawaii, uh, but. I dubbed you the ever vacationing gunner. Yeah. Well, that was a work trip though. That wasn't like vacation. That was a work trip. They, uh, it's going to be a really hard sell to anyone <laughs> that that was a work trip, but I understand yeah. work did was a work promotion and it, you were there. It, yeah. Disney flies us down. Yeah, Disney yeah. flies us down. We do the show from, uh, from Alani, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, did the morning show from there and, and, uh, just got back late last night. So I am, uh, running on very little sleep. Cause I had to get up and do the show this morning, you know, as I normally do on a uh, Thursday morning, but it was fun, dude. It was, it was so weird uh, watching football down there. I got to watch the Cardinals or the, the first half of the game when I thought they were going to lose. And then I was getting updates because we were recording our morning show while the game was still going on. And I was getting up to, so they pulled that out. So I had to go back and watch the replays and stuff like that of uh in overtime and everything that went down in overtime you know and the celebration and and uh arizona cardinals posting videos of fans and they're celebrating you know uh i'm sure you saw that the arizona cardinals uh soliciting hey send us your videos you've got videos of you celebrating just that crazy over uh that that fumble recovery and the touchdown the walk-off touchdown if you got video of you guys celebrating send it to us and then they put a little compilation together it was so cool to watch the fans celebrating just uh, unexpected victory on the other turnover there. Yeah, the Cardinal social media team does a great job at finding yeah. things like that. And what a cool raw moment of just fans that thought, you know, at halftime, a lot of us, I think, were like, all right, it's time to yeah. leave. Because <laughs> you just, you, you didn't know how it was going to turn out. And, yeah. you know, for it to, for it to, for them to come back and do what they did. But, I mean, but I mean, amazing. the first the first set of games, the 10 a.m. game, started at seven o'clock. Down there it was three o'clock. You know, it was three hours ahead. Yeah, uh, in Hawaii, so seven a.m. 10 o'clock games. Then uh, 10 so, o'clock were the one o'clock so games. When I went to Hawaii last time during football season, it was the time was changed, so it was a four hour start. So the game started at oh, six yeah? a.m. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was brutal. But, but but when Sunday night football is done by five o'clock in the evening, I'm down. I love that. That was yeah. great. Well, you also go to bed about 7 p.m. I know. So, like, you're, you're <laughs> yeah. on a whole different schedule than everybody else. I am. Else. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Hawaii, uh, yeah, looked like a blast. And um, glad to have you back. Uh, I want to thank also the, the fill-ins that we had, Britton Golden and Cam Cox, uh, trying to step in the shoes of Mr. Gunnar Jackson. Yeah, right. And well, that's, uh, that's pretty easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Gunnar. Give yourself more credit. Uh Excited to chat about the Rams, though. We got a uh, big game coming up on Sunday, man. Yeah, huge game. You, you know, but the nice part is you can kind of sit back a little bit and and not put so much pressure on this game. If you go into this game 0 2, 
then this is like must yeah. win to try to make the playoffs. I mean, it's really hard to start 0-3, especially with DeAndre Hopkins out through six games. Like, you're putting yourself in a major hole, uh, especially with the injuries that you have as well. Like, so hopefully guys are coming back. I did see the injury report came out uh, today already as we're recording on a Wednesday or Thursday. Thursday. Sorry. Yeah. As we record on a Thursday, I did see the injury report come out. I'm trying to pull that up here now uh, to kind of point out some of that. We had a lot of rest days over the last couple of days. I've seen that, which to a degree is kind of concerning as a fan of like, <laughs> why are we resting this early in the season? You know, well, yeah, we, we talked about the, uh, the practice, you know, and I guess the mentality with Cliff Kingsbury and how hard that he's working them at practice. The yeah. players talked about following the, uh, so, the so let, me give loss. You, let me give you the rest guys, just the rest yeah. guys, uh, Kelvin Beecham from the O-line. Hollywood Brown as a wide, you know, wide receiver. AJ Green, wide receiver. Zach Ertz, tight end. Uh, Rodney Hudson, our center on the offensive line. Justin Pugh on the offensive line, and that looks like it. So you got one, two, three, four, five, six guys, six veterans' days off compared to on the Rams side. The only person getting a veterans' day off on Wednesday, so this is from yesterday, was uh, was Aaron Donald, right? And Aaron Donald going into the season was contemplating retirement, so you know. I guess that can be understood. They're trying to get you yeah. know, save, save for him throughout the season. He was already kind of burnt out. It seems we do have a lot of injuries still Rondell Moore, obviously still battling that uh, hamstring injury there. There was more rumors. He might be back this week. I kind of saw that James Connor. They said it wasn't serious. That ankle, he left the game uh, Sunday, hope to see him back this week. Uh, but he also did not practice at all. So I, I don't know if that's likely midweek that he hasn't gotten any reps. Um, JJ Watts was limited. Uh, I think they're just trying to nurse him because of that calf. Uh, but he looked great, right, in the game the mm-hmm. other day. Um, Andy Isabella still, still, uh, I guess the nice notes here is Andy Isabella and Trayvon Mullen, the corner that they traded for from the Raiders, they both were full participants in practice. That was actually Trayvon Mullen's first full practice with the team since being traded here. So, you know, you're seeing Andy get healthy. You're seeing Trayvon Mullen get healthy. So it looks like some reinforcements are coming. No real new injuries other than James Conner. It will be interesting to um, make a note of, you know, the Rams only resting one guy and Aaron Donald and the Cardinals resting a, a lot of well, their players. Well, the, where, the Rams do have other injuries, though. They do have right. a, a center who has a knee injury. Their, their corner, their, uh, Van Jefferson, one of their, you know, he was a, a very important piece to that offense last year. Uh, he's hurt. So you, you definitely have a few guys. It doesn't look like week one when the Chiefs were here and they were fully healthy and, and you know, it's a little yeah. bit different this week. Right, but I mean, you had mentioned just uh, resting a lot of our uh, <laughs> a lot of our stars, but I mean that that'll be worth coming back to and looking at, you know, if uh, if the Cardinals do lose on Sunday. Well, and um, you know what that could be though, Gunner. You know, you think about how they finished last year. Maybe it's they're just trying to save some of these guys as the season yeah. goes on. And you know, one of our guests today uh, coming up here in just a couple minutes, John Skelton, former Cardinals quarterback. Uh, he's been in the locker room before, and and he. He knows what it's like to play with veterans. He played with Larry Fitzgerald and many others. Uh, it'll be interesting to hear his perspective on on that, the resting of the players. So we'll yeah. ask him that when he comes on. But, um, yeah, the, the one thing what's nice is when we reset the NFC West, the whole division's one and one. You right. know? Initially, I think the Cardinals you get a little nervous that they're going to fall behind the pack, but everything's even right now. And if they were to lose to the Rams this weekend, not that I'm hoping or thinking, but – 
if it were to happen, I think you just need to go three and three in this six game stretch with yeah. hop out. And, and it's a whole new ball game once he comes back and maybe some players get rested, you know, barring any other injuries. So really you're in a good spot right now. You're, you're staying 500 and that's really what you want to do in this next, you know, couple of games here, the next four games. But we're also playing at home where the Cardinals have struggled at home. Can you, uh, little trivia question. Do you remember the last home game the Cardinals won? It was a uh, week. Ooh, man. It was weeks. I want to say it was week seven against Houston here. Yeah, that's what year. it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cards won 31 to five against the Texans and they haven't won uh, a game in state farm stadium since ding, ding, ding. Yeah, Tyler crazy. Yeah, no, we actually talked about this uh, on the post game show. Uh, after the Raiders game, I had mentioned uh-huh. that Kyler Murray until that second half, you know, halfway through the third quarter, hadn't looked like himself since week seven of last season, since that mm-hmm. Houston game. I mean, Green Bay, he was off and on and and then the AJ Green thing. But ultimately, you know, yeah, that's that that's no surprise here because, yeah, that, that's how he's looked. He's looked very sluggish ever since. And uh, then also had the injury stuff last year. But uh, hopefully the switch has been flipped and going into this weekend, we'll be in good shape. Yeah. But at, at this time, let's bring in our first uh, guest of the show. Mr. John Skelton, former Arizona Cardinals quarterback. Hey, John, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? And I'm trying to keep up with your uh, backup, Tyler, but I just got a whiteboard today. There you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, and he's got, <laughs> look at that. He's got the, he's got the uh, Twitter handle. Man, John's yeah. all piled in here. Uh, some free advertising for you guys yeah pro i love this a pro's pro uh john obviously uh, to get right into it talking football here cardinals rams this sunday battle of two quarterbacks matt stafford last year made a huge impact on this rams team obviously going into this season there's questions about his elbow and uh shoulder his whole right arm his whole throwing arm is is of a concern at this point Kyler Murray obviously Jekyll and Hyde compared to what he's been the first six quarters of this season to the last two what are you looking most forward to uh, this weekend between those two quarterbacks I I think the biggest thing is who's gonna who's gonna blink first who's gonna make that mistake you know we uh, was it three turnovers last week, three interceptions for Stafford? And a lot of those led to points. Um, and with the Cardinals defense, if they're fully healthy, you know they're going to get after him and make some, make him make some plays. And on the reverse side of that, I mean, we saw a 22-second play from Kyler Murray that ended up in a two-point conversion. Um, it, it's ultimately going to be who makes that mistake that's going to cost their team, if you ask me. And, and right now, um, coming off the momentum, the way that Murray finished the game last week, I think he's the one that has to to say, hey, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it from the beginning of the game this year instead of waiting until late in the second half. Right now, the Rams, we look offensively uh, 31st in the in rushing right now in the league. Uh, the, the Cardinals defense, you know, we were 32nd up until I think we're, we're right now we're 31st against the pass. Uh you know, when we look at our team as a whole versus their offense, yes, they're clicking when you have Cooper Cup, obviously. You know, you look at him and and the things he's done in two weeks. Now, I know they're trying to get Allen Robinson into the offense and they're they're working on those things, but you know, something's got to break here. With with the Rams struggling with the rush game and us kind of struggling against the pass up until the last half of the last game. I, I mean, where do you see 
which which team are we going to see? Because the Rams, they've they've kind of had their own Jekyll and Hyde on offense, right? Yeah. Who who are you looking to see from both sides? So so I'll say this, uh, Tyler, to answer that question. Sean McVay is someone who's going to still try to establish that run, right? And not might not be successful. They might be 31st in, in rushing, like you mentioned, but he's not going to abandon the run game, right? So, Stafford, so he's not he's not going to abandon Cam Akers like I did with my fantasy team. I, 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 don't think I, I, I literally traded him at halftime of the first game of the season against the Bills <laughs> because I was like, man, this guy's gotten two carries and he's supposed to be a dominant running back for the Rams. But when you look at that number, like clearly that run game is, has struggled as a whole between Henderson, him, and and the other reserves. Yeah, I, I don't think in that Rams offense, having a running back is all that great for your fantasy team. But I do think Sean McVay is going to continue to rush the ball in order to set up those pass plays. He's going to get the ball to Higby. He's obviously going to get it to Cooper Cup. And you can't do that without running some plays that are going to set up the play fake or set up those in-and-out routes and let him get one-on-one with somebody. So as far as them fully abandoning the run, I don't see that happening. I think they're going to continue to run, whether they're successful with it or not. It'll at least establish the pass. And I think if you look at the reverse side of it, Kingsbury is really quick to just say, all right, Murray, let's go make a play. You know, let's move the pocket. Let's get you out of there. Um, And they're they're still struggling to kind of find that identity as an offense where, you know, are we going to establish the run? Are we going to set up the pass? Are we going to set up? Uh, move the pocket in order to set up the pass or something like that. And and they're still trying to figure out that identity. And, and I think a lot of people in the Valley are saying, you know, it's year three with Murray and Kingsbury. Let's get these guys going. They should already have an identity as an offense, and it shouldn't come in a big scramble late in the fourth quarter to try to win the game. Speaking about the Cardinals, you know, the run game, when you talk about the best thing for a quarterback or best friend for a quarterback it is a good run game. Uh, with James Conner being out, you know, seeing what happened with the fill-ins, you know, Benjamin's been great when he's when he's gotten opportunities so far. Uh, Daryl Williams, there was a reason Patrick Mahomes called Cliff and said, you got to sign this guy. He looked phenomenal in coming in. He broke a real big play. Uh, it, it seemed like it, it really helped Kyler Murray open things up offensively. Um, what do you do you think that continues to roll this weekend? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been in games in the past where our number one uh, running back's out, and then it becomes kind of running back by committee, and, hey, whoever's rep this is, make it count. You know, get get that ball, run downhill. You know, try to establish that run not only for the pass game, but also for, for Murray. It'll slow things down if you have a second and six as opposed to a first and ten, or I'm sorry, a second and ten. Uh, the old linemen, man, if they're getting crushed or if they're having to cover any stunts or, or Aaron Donald one-on-one, and then all of a sudden we get like a zone run play that breaks for 10, 15 yards, that gets the old line going, and they're able to play a little faster. Now the D-line's playing a little more on their heels because they can't just pin their ears back and rush. So I think going into this week with Connor being out, it is going to be kind of that the trial by committee, everyone's going to be getting their reps. I don't think anyone's probably going to get more than 10 touches, but they're probably going to be spread out between those guys that are filling in for Connor. Uh, the Cardinals right now, currently 11th, 11th in total rushing yards. I think a bunch of those came from that Kyler Murray scramble that uh, yeah. <laughs> he ran like 85. Now I know this doesn't count, but he ran like 85 yards in 20 seconds, uh, side to side. And, yeah. uh, uh, you know, between Kyler's legs and, and the, the guys in the running back room, uh, let, let's, let's go back to some of your time in the league. Uh, when you look at a game like, like Sunday and how it finished, I mean, do you, 
what is is there a time that you remember ever being like that in a situation a comeback win uh when you were at the team um no it's not, nothing that dramatic it certainly yeah, wasn't, right? wasn't me or kevin cobb or uh ryan <laughs> Lindley running around for 22 hey, seconds hey, I, I, did, I did see and and yes i know your run your running skills probably aren't the same as kyler's but i did see uh uh the, hey the arm was nice though i saw a picture the other day on facebook i think you posted or someone posted and tagged you and you, you commented on it that one of the best patch uh one of the best passes catch one of the best catches by larry fitzgerald in his career uh that one where he had to really stretch out for it yeah, yeah. i don't blame that on your arm and your pass i think larry's not always where he's supposed to be larry fitzgerald he's known not to be in the right spot all the time how did you see that pass so i saw larry <laughs> and i said he's deeper than he should be but he's open and I took the throw, and sure enough, one-handed, stretched that arm out, brought it in. I think it was for a first down as well. But, yeah, that, that guy – I'll say this, too, about Larry. We had we had one rule when we were throwing the ball to Larry, especially deep, is don't overthrow Larry. And that's for two reasons. One, Larry's going to go up. He's going to compete. He's going to catch that ball and bring it down if he's in traffic. Two, he's really self-conscious of his speed. So if you overthrow him, he's going to think it's his fault for not being fast enough. <laughs> and that's one rule I never broke when I was thrown to Larry. Um, speaking about Larry, he was on Monday Night Football. What was it last week? And at the end of the segment, he uh, he took off his jacket, he handed it over, and he went out for a little pass, and it got people chirping. Can this guy still play? Obviously, I don't think he's coming back. But where I'm posing this question is, I heard some chirping that uh, John Skelton was looking at uh, maybe some XFL action earlier this year. <laughs> How true are those rumors? So as soon as I saw the uh, the tryout date set for here in Arizona, I was like, damn, maybe I'll just do it. I'll just go out there. <laughs> if anything, I'll do it for the digital content. And then when I finally went to register, it's like, oh, registration's full. You can, you can be on the waiting list or something like that. So I was like, I'm sure as soon as that post went out where people said, oh, you can just have open tryouts, I'm sure everyone just flooded in at that point. So, oh, yeah, no, there's no there's no retirement or there's no uh, coming out of retirement. I'm, I'm fully dedicated to what I'm doing now. I don't know, John. I think we're going to uh, spread that rumor on Twitter after this show drops that John Skelton coming out of retirement and uh, you could see him on the field. Look, Joe Flacco's still out there slinging it. I mean, you could you're younger than Joe. You can get out there. Joe's, Joe's looking good out there. I like yeah. that. I'm, I'm dedicated. I'm helping out over at uh, Corona del Sol with their football program, working with the freshmen, trying to make sure that those kids are able to that. read defenses and, and get the ball in the right place. So that, that keeps me busy. I really enjoy that, working with those kids. That's really cool. And, and you're really tied to the community. Obviously, I know, I know you were doing a lot in Tempe, uh, running for like city council, things like that. Yeah. But um Obviously, you own a small business here in the Valley. Talk to people about that. I'd love to hear about it's It's really awesome. We know a lot of players, a lot of athletes like to live in the Valley. Once they move here and either they played here on the team or they just relocated here because they, they're in baseball and they go to spring training and whatever, whatever. Um, but it's really cool to see life after football. You're still very active in the community. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I was done playing and I got cut from Canada, I said, you know, where do I want to live? Where do I want to make my home? And I came back to the Valley and I told my realtor, I want to live somewhere in Tempe, Chandler, Ahwatukee, somewhere in that, you know, East Valley, close to the practice facility and ended up buying a house about six, uh, six minute drive from the practice facility in Tempe. And 
son goes to school over here. I ran for city council, like you said, we lost, but you know, it's, it's a learning experience that I took in. I'm on the board of the uh, Tempe Community Action Agency. It's a social service nonprofit here in the Valley. And then uh, I, about two years ago, two and a half years ago, I opened my business. It's called Senior Helpers of Tempe. We provide uh, in-home non-medical care for seniors. And uh, it's been great. It's been great. My whole world is basically a five-mile radius from my house and uh, just happens to be here in South Tempe. Um, well, John, we appreciate you coming on the show. It's really awesome. Everything you're doing today, still here in the Valley and, and helping seniors and uh, working with the youth over at, uh, you said it was at not Mark Marcos. Yeah, Corona, 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 at Corona. Oh, Corona, where my kid went. You're at Corona. That's you awesome. Well, John, uh, anything you want to plug any, any handles? No, no, I got John Skelton 19. It's my Instagram. I think you guys do a great job week in, week out, um, especially when you're hustling to try to get it right after the game, Tyler. I took my hat to you. Uh, oh, the, airport the, was a, the airport was a nightmare, but yeah, <laughs> no, I appreciate that. John, the, the last thing I got to ask for before we let you go is between uh, Max Williams and your stash, I think we need to do a, a, men of the valley calendar for kickoff in the valley that we'll get out there to try to get some women listeners so we'll get you and max together okay. to do like uh november that you'll be november uh in the calendar for us okay that, that's not a bad idea and you think max max is probably one of the few people that makes me look small and <laughs> him and his look and everything i think we'd sell a lot of calendars like that I love it. John Skelton, former Cardinals quarterback. Thank you for joining us. And uh, we're, I'm because we're buddies. I'm definitely going to be hitting you up down the road to get you right come on, on later this season. So appreciate you, bud. Absolutely. Thank you guys. Thanks, man. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Kind of felt that buddy report right off the bat, dude. I just let you go. John's uh, John's a good dude, man. Uh, yeah. One thing I'll say about John that people just don't know, and and it's funny. I'll see in chats they'll they'll rip on him for his time here and and being a quarterback. And obviously, being a quarterback in NFL is not easy. Let's just put that first and foremost. If it was, uh, it wouldn't be so. NFL teams wouldn't be looking for them all the time. Yeah, right? they wouldn't be moving on. But what I will say is, when he was a quarterback, I worked at the Boys and Girls Club and. A lot of times we do charity events with the team. We were very close to the to the training facility. And on Tuesdays, they'd bring the players in. Well, that was just kind of like a normal thing. They'd show up, they'd do an activity. It was kind of, I think it's part of the contracts. They, they got to do these appearances on Tuesdays. Well, one random Friday, I walk into one of our rooms and we have this mentorship program going. And who do I see just sitting at the table? And this is while he's the starting quarterback of the team. Uh, John is sitting at a table, just helping some five and six and seven year olds with their homework and, and then doing cool. some sports activities with them later. And, and I'm just like, what, <laughs> like what's going on? Why is he here on a Friday? Yeah. And then he didn't just come that Friday. He came every Friday that they weren't on the road and he helped out all year long with the kids where all that. the other athletes, nothing against them. Appreciate their time. Appreciate what they do for the community. John did it on his off time and it wasn't a requirement. And so, yeah. 
when I see him run for city council and I see the things that he does for seniors and now hearing that he's at Corona, it's just like, man, that's what you need here in the Valley. And that's what you want to see from these athletes when they're done is taking that time to, to really give back. So we appreciate John Skelton for joining the show. It would be pretty cool to see him on an XFL game though, on an XFL team though. When he he told me he was interested to try it out to be funny. I was like, man, that so, wait, so they, they had open tryouts here in Phoenix. Yeah. Or did d- d- they know what team or that's just in general where it's just like a combine. It's thing. like, a yeah, it's like a okay. combine and then they sign the players and then they'll disperse them and all that type of stuff. But Interesting. yeah, no, I mean, when he told me that he was totally joking, it was that we were actually golfing together. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I was like, dude, that would be so cool. And what a yeah. cool story. I think a Kurt Warner and the story of him, you know, working in a supermarket, obviously that became a big movie. I was like, what, John, what if that's you, dude? What if you come back and all of a sudden you're a starter for an XFL team? How cool would that be? Well, who's the, uh, the XFL quarterback that's now playing in the NFL. There was an XFL guy that played, uh, didn't he win oh, the championship oh, game or PJ Walker, PJ yeah. Walker for the Panthers, PJ Walker. He looked like a stud in the XFL. And then yeah. I really thought he's had some opportunities as a quarterback in Carolina and just that hasn't turned out to anything. It's not like the first XFL when Tommy Maddox uh, was a, was a big success for them. He won the championship and then he ended up getting picked up by the Steelers and ended up having a pretty good career with the Steelers as their starting quarterback. So yeah, yeah you've okay, seen so- some, some guys make it happen. A um, couple things I want to note on before we bring in, we go behind enemy lines with our next guest. A uh, couple notes from interviews today in the locker room, Byron Murphy, uh, stating, I want to shadow the best receiver every single week, which is awesome to hear. And when you look at that stat that he held Devontae Adams to 12 yards, Devontae Adams, no slouch. So to see that that's what he wants to do and and thinks he can accomplish that, um, uh, you know, they asked him today, will he be shadowing Cooper Cup? He said, uh, every plan is different because of matchups, but he's trying to solve issues uh Oh, actually, this might not be him, but this this might have been this actually Vance Joseph. Sorry. Vance Joseph said uh, that. Oh, this is what he said on Byron Murphy. Sorry. This is a whole quote right here. His progress has been awesome. He's not surprised that he can cover the number one receiver in the league. He's a guy with talent. That's why we drafted him. Um, every plan is different when it comes to covering Cooper Cup this weekend. They're trying to solve their issues with personnel first and then scheme second, so they'll see. So it will be pretty interesting to see if they're going to put him on Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup has been on a roll the last few weeks. So Yeah, yeah two touchdowns last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's definitely a top fantasy candidate for anyone to have i mean he's been really he's been all things promised so or that uh, uh, two touchdown bet on the uh the sports betting apps i like that one the uh yeah the most points allowed per drive through two weeks the cardinals are number one at three and a half so that is something that you definitely want to address but for reference the 2020 lions are the only team in the past 20 years to allow more than three points per drive so we're already on pace to be to give up the most points per drive than any team in the last 20 years. So that is something that this Cardinal defense, I'm sure it's bulletin board material and will try to address. Um, and, and they'll definitely take care of try, try to put that to bed. So let's bring in our next guest. Let's go behind enemy lines. I, I would be the enemy. There he is. Speaking <laughs> about good mustaches. We just yeah, have look at that. How do I how do I get in this mustache calendar? Let's yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. 
Kevin Schatz from the join the is it join the bandwagon podcast? Welcome to the bandwagon. And the, the oh, it looks like shots, but it's actually pronounced shots, like uh, like shots, shots. Of tequila, whatever. Dude, you're, even you're, better, I love it. It, it is. It is a, it's got a count. Yeah, welcome to the bandwagon podcast is what we host. We're a Rams fan podcast, and and uh, not to not to hijack your podcast from you, but but Tyler, we had you on uh, on our episode that just dropped, and um and so if you are a fan of Tyler, as you should be, because man, I am so impressed with your knowledge of all things football. I've been so impressed hearing you just be able to ramble off all these all the. Anyways, you were great yeah. on our podcast, so um, plug for our podcast that you can hear Tyler uh, Tyler uh, chatting away about the the Cardinals. Awesome. Yeah, definitely check them out. It was a fun show. It's our uh, sister uh, sister podcast or brother broadcast, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, uh, that, that, that they do for the Rams. Uh, Kevin, talking about this Rams team uh, when as a fan here, because uh, you know, yeah. we pride our show on being for the fans, by the fans, just like I think you guys do, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, as a fan, what are you seeing out of this Rams team? Well, it's look, it's been exciting. We're, we're one thing I shared uh, with you, you know, our division, all of us are one and one, which I love. It's like, we're, we're off to this kind of even playing ground start, but that's not what Rams fans expected, right? We expected to go undefeated. Like this is like, that's, that's obviously a lofty expectation, but you know, to lose week one to the bills was very humbling for us. It was a big matchup and, and we lost pretty big. Um, and so for us to come out with a victory last week against the Falcons was exciting, even though for anyone who watched that game, the the, uh, the Rams had kind of a second half collapse. It was a little bit scary. Um, but we, we it, know all about second half collapses here in Arizona. OK, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're not familiar. And, and I, here's what I'll say is, 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 you know, going up and facing the Cardinals. I was I breathe. I'm breathing a little easier after hearing you drop those facts about the uh, the amount of points given up per drive. I'm like, OK, come on. Because <laughs> it's, it's weird as a, as a Rams fan, um, especially after a Super Bowl victory and just a, a few really good seasons there's this expectation now that we're just going to win every game. You know, there's a, there's almost a cockiness, you know? And, um, I personally try not to have that attitude, but, um, I, (laughs) it's almost like, okay, we have to win just so that we don't have to face the pressure of why did you lose? What happened? What went wrong? Um, but yeah, I'm excited for the Cardinals matchup. I, like I said, we're, we're, we're on even playing ground right now in terms of, in terms of our record. So, uh, one team's going to come on, come out on top on Sunday, obviously, as that as happens and, uh, and we'll see who it is. I hope it's the Rams. Yeah. Um, well the Rams, you know, you look at that offense, I hope it's not the Rams by the way, but, uh, when you look at that Rams <laughs> offense, I, I've spent, like, I feel this whole show talking about Cooper cup. I, I should yeah. be focusing on Aaron Donald. I mean, when we look at <laughs> yeah. Aaron Donald, He's been the guy that wrecks havoc on teams. Yeah. And when we look at this Cardinal offense, we talked about it on your show yesterday. I would say this is probably the best offensive and most deep offensive line they've ever had here in the Valley. So mm-hmm. that's by design because of a certain, uh, you guys were talking about dogs on your show, the dog yeah. that is uh, Aaron Donald. Um, what, yeah. what do you see from this defense right, right now? Uh, you know, the the defense is kind of middle of the pack for the Rams. So yeah. uh, is that something you guys expected? I, I mean, I get everyone expected that the Rams would be good and they would win and they would roll. But I, I do think that was more offensively than anything. But then you do look yeah. at like they have Ramsey, they have Donald. I mean, they've got stars on that defense. So um, what, what are you looking at defensively from the Rams? 
Yeah, well, before the season started, we were going over on our show the the NFL's top 100 players list, and literally two of our defensive players were in the top 10. Jalen Ramsey was ranked at number nine, and Aaron Donald at number two. So we have the star studded um, the star studded guys there, and Aaron Donald, as you said, is a is a beast. He's a pit bull out there, and um, uh, you know, he'll, one he'll thing throw that, helmets at anybody. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he's he, a he will. He, how did he get away with that? But I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> but like, you know, you see, um, uh, what's his name on the Browns from a few, uh, Miles know, that, Garrett. That, yeah, thank you, Miles Garrett incident, and that blew up, and and maybe because it was, it was obviously, it was shaky. It wasn't in the middle of a prime time game, in a game. Obviously. It's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That footage but, that'll kill you. I know. And it's, and it's hard for me because as a fan, I, I want to see players represent themselves in a, in a respectable and admirable manner. And so that's, that was not a great representation, but um, you know, on the field, it, that kind of tenacity comes, comes into play when he's chasing down quarterbacks. And, you know, you guys obviously have one of the faster guys in the league, uh, you know, a guy who can, who can move really well. So if, you know, my take on it is Aaron Donald wants to get to him. He's going to have to get through that, that tough offensive line. Um, but it, yeah, we you're right. We are very excited about our offense. And so in some ways, I don't know that our I guess our team defense gets overshadowed. But with a name like Aaron Donald and, and Jalen Ramsey, it's very much, uh, you know, it's very much a, um, a thing that, that Rams fans are excited about. Are you a uh, betting man? Kevin, no. Kevin, do you bet on the Rams? No, no, I don't. I don't. I am so out of that loop. So. <laughs> are you? Yeah. But well, I was. Uh, the, the, they set the over under at 48 and a half, which I feel like is a little low. I mean, do you follow those kind of lines on like the, the total scoring at all? Or do you think no, it's going to be a high scoring game? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I do think it's good. I, I don't follow those lines. And so I, I don't, you know, I, I'm glad that you asked that follow up question because I don't mean to just squash the betting question. But <laughs> yeah, I, I do. To be honest, I kind of expect any game that the Rams are in to be high scoring. I think I think part of that is because, like we said, the the potent offense of the Rams. You got the Cooper Cups out there, and you got the Allen Robinsons, who I think are going to be on the rise and start start you know being utilized once Cooper Cup becomes you know overly covered. And and I think teams are going to be bringing their best. I mean, that's what they do against a, a Super Bowl team. So um, I do I, I do yeah forty eight and a half does seem does seem pretty low. I mean I'm I'm yeah. expecting you know, God I would expect between fifty and sixty or something. You know this is uh, I think it's going to be a, a a high offensive game and I'm hoping it will because that's exciting. It's fun to watch. Uh, McVeigh has obviously been well actually we we got you to water there when you when you're saying it's going to be high scoring so he's taking the over there Gunner. What was your <laughs> yeah. follow up on that? Were you going to ask? Uh, yeah, because we went over under. What was the other piece to that? Uh, well, Bet IQ has it at uh, fifty-two points. So I just wanted to get your rundown on uh, on on the forty-eight he, points. He's clearly taking the over there. I yeah, am. I, I am he's taking the over. But yeah. he, here's why I'm not a gambling man because I have no idea what I'm talking about. So this is why I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not actually going to put money down on anything because I just I I can't handle it. It's just you, not you, me. You know why I don't like to bet on it is because. What? When the car, if the Cardinals lose and I bet on them to win, and I, you know, it just it compounds the oh, pain. The yes. Yeah, it compounds. Yeah, but <laughs> I was like, pain. I was like asking the non-betters the questions though because they they're not distracted the by all luck. of that, right? Well, that luck, too, right? that too. But you're not distracted yeah. by the the cash and the money and stuff. You're just kind of focusing on the stats and what your team's doing and stuff like that. So that's that's why I wanted to throw that 48 and a half out at you and just your gut reaction, you know, and you're you're going on the over. My my gut is telling me over as well. So what, I, I think what, what I'll do you think, that. What do you think the score is going to be? Yeah, I was like to put a bet on that. Yeah, we like to do that one. 
Pick a score. We need to know what you think here. Um. Wow. Okay. Based on what I just said about what my prediction of the score would be, uh, I'm gonna go. Man, I think it's gonna be. I think it might be closer than some people. I think 35-28. Let's go. A kind of a classic football wow. score there. Yeah. Right. 35-28 Rams. Rams. Yes. Rams. Yeah. Yes. To clarify. <laughs> yes. You of course you wouldn't take the Cardinals, and we get that on tape. That would have been great. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, also the math. We wanted to make sure it was over the forty-eight and a half, too. You know. I believe that. it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, we appreciate you. I, I will say this last question that I got is, is obviously, uh, would Kevin bet his mustache on the Rams win? Oh, <laughs> actually, um, Adam just came in hard with the, with threw me off of my question. Wow. Adam, you're, you're can we, can we bet me. that stash? Oh, I, I like, I like a cross show bet. What do you want us to do? Oh man. That's Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> well, I say Tyler shaves his beard. I'll shave yeah, my beard. I'll go shave baby the beard. Face. I don't think I've seen you clean shaven, Tyler. Oh, if my wife calls me a um, a male Rosie O'Donnell when I shave my beard. <laughs> <laughs> so it is not my best interest okay. to lose this bet. And I know that's a gnarly stash, but how long yeah. did it take you to grow that mustache? I mean, how long is one thing? I, I've had it for over 10 years. So, oh, yeah. It's, it's, I don't, At that I, length, though? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's sort of my point. Is it's, that, his like, it's, Brad. It it's his off, Brad. He can't get rid of it. It starts off very, very small when you grow it out. But I started growing the curls within a month and then just it's gotten thicker and thicker and it's it's taking over my face. I know this is a oh. podcast, so people not listening. It's a full handlebar, thick mustache. Yeah. It's the it's the one thing I do well in life. And that, that's why, like, you know, no, the there's significance to every football game, but this might not be a high enough stakes game for me to bet my mustache oh, on. Okay. <laughs> I'd be open to something like, you know, dying it red for Cardinal red. Ooh, for a day or you know, like, there's I'll, the pivot. I'll, I'll color red for, for a day or whatever, or, or wear a Cardinal, a you know, yeah, I know. I'm, <laughs> but getting rid of it is a little bit out of the question. I think for me, he's going to wait for the postseason on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, wait for another yeah. playoff game that I'll get kicked out of. Uh, yes, we're going to yeah. tell that story next before we wrap the show. But uh, uh, all right, Kevin, we appreciate your time. Um, sure. Rams fan with Ruth. Uh, we have a pop up graphic. It's I, real. Yeah, I can't wait till we actually get some video to post because these little nuggets that Adam throws on the screen are yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the last thing I'll say Sean McVay has had our number here at State Farm Stadium. He's undefeated. JJ Watt, when starting at State Farm Stadium, is undefeated. Oh, um, I believe that was the stat I heard. Like, like the, the shoe's got to drop somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, do you think this is the time? You, you already told us the numbers, but I mean, do, yeah. do you think the Cardinals have? You have the close score, so do you think we have a chance of pulling the upset? Last year, know. week three, we we did we did kind of run away. We blew you out, kind of like the Bills did. Um, yeah. Week three of last year. So week three of this year, what are you thinking? Yeah, as much as I, I, I look, I like to be a guy who believes in my team, but but I also yeah. am a realist, and and I know I know any team, including our own, is capable of collapse, and so that's sort of why I I, I make my predictions with caution. Um, I, I think I think the Rams are going to pull it off. I think McVeigh is going to remain undefeated. McVeigh just this uh, against the Bills, if I'm not mistaken, that was his first loss at SoFi Stadium. So that one one of his undefeated records has has been has been dropped so maybe maybe the second one happens but uh it's i'm time. feeling pretty good it's time baby it's i hope time. not 
Uh, Kevin, well, um, you know, Arizona is a short drive or short flight away. So if you come yeah. to the game Sunday, I, I definitely want to get a shot with you. Oh, for um, sure. For sure. But uh, Kevin shots. Thank you from the, uh, welcome uh, to the bandwagon. Welcome to the bandwagon. I keep saying jump onto the bandwagon. Welcome to All the, the bandwagon podcast. Yeah. Thanks. Well, we'll take enough shots that, that I make sure I get kicked out of, of uh, state farm. What is it? State farm field, right? I'll make sure I state get farm kicked out. Yep. Since you have a, you have a story that you'll eventually share about getting kicked out from SoFi, and then we'll be bonded for life there. So that's, that's, that's something to look forward to. Awesome. Well, thank you, bud. I'm sure we'll talk again when the Cardinals play the Rams later this season as well. So <laughs> looking uh, forward to it. We'll, we'll chat again. Thank you, bud. Thanks guys. Put the uh, ten dollar bet on thirty five to twenty eight. That pays out four thousand seven hundred and ten bucks. <laughs> yeah. One of these is gonna hit this season. I right? hope so. Every time, every guest we got that comes up with a score, I'm gonna put a bet on that. You know, and hopefully this one uh, materializes. The last time I no two times ago I did that was week one. Uh, who was the dude that gave us that score? Um, we talked to somebody who gave us the, his prediction. It was the uh, the fan of the Chiefs. That dude that came out for the game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Josh. So he, yeah, and I think we miss, it missed by like one or two points or something like that on the Cardinals. Then it was like, uh, yeah, sorry. he was he was within a few points. But as we so look at close. the betting lines this week, Gunner, what yep. do you got for us uh, betting wise here? Well, you got the Rams as three and a half point favorites uh, over and under, as we mentioned, at uh, forty eight and a half points. Bet IQ has the Rams uh, winning in uh, total. Of 52 and a half points. So they're calling the over on that one. As of today, 76% of the money is on the Rams. Shocking. And today being the 22nd of September. So, yeah, it's not too shocking, though. Right? Oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, yeah, yeah. you look at the uh, the Cardinals who haven't won at home since October of last year. And uh, the Rams and their stacked uh, lineup. Um, I want to ask you about this, though. So the passing yards on the quarterbacks, they got uh, Kyler Murray at 251 and a half yards uh, passing, which he had uh, at at Vegas, 277 passing yards. If Stafford has problems keeping the ball, right, keeping the ball on the offensive side, he threw three picks is what I believe that number was from last Uh, week, right? Two two picks. Oh, yeah, two picks. Okay. Um, So he had a rough outing just the other day against the Falcons and the Falcons, uh, they ain't anybody's favorites to win anything this year. So the fact that they struggled with the Falcons, I think that mm. shapes up to be a good thing for us. Yeah. Um, he has five interceptions this season so far. So, uh, you know, Stafford has not been good. He's probably still hurt. You know, they've, they've tried to say, Oh, it's not that big of a deal. He's good. He's good. But the numbers are kind of saying otherwise. And I haven't watched the, you know, I haven't been dialed in a Rams. I've been too busy at the games. I haven't been able to really, watch games from around the league, but um, to see if those picks were, were just, yeah. you know, tip balls or things like that. But I, I just think outsider looking in, looking at the numbers, uh, you know, that, that does poise good for the Cardinals. When you're talking uh, Kyler Murray's passing, the reason I think it, it could be the over is because if they get more attempts, right, because they're turning the ball over, then mm-hmm. I would think Kyler is going to come take it down the field. Yeah, I think he learned how to, not that he didn't know already, but he he definitely saw how to spread this offense open a little bit uh, on Sunday in that second half. And hopefully uh, we're hoping that that ball continues to roll down the hill here and, and gather some momentum. So, yeah, a uh, quick note as well. A little stat. Kingsbury is two and nine in a home game where the total is greater than or equal to forty nine and a half points. So we're at forty eight and a half. 
So we don't so want it to be high scoring. <laughs> yeah, he does better. Well, with the uh, defensive battle is what that yeah. says, right? Yep, yep. And, and uh, you know, again, our defense seems to be getting healthy, so that may poise for this to not be the over and and go under. Yeah. So, um, another cool stat was the uh, odds to win the NFC West have shifted. What were those looking like, Gunner? Uh, 49ers. Well, I mean, it's kind of. I, the percentages have shifted a little bit, but I still think it's pretty on par with what we were talking about ahead of week one with us. Uh, no, the Niners, have, the Niners well, have moved. Well, the Niners are were number one, the number one pick uh, in Sports Illustrated. We talked about oh, it ahead, okay. ahead of week okay. one. Okay. So they have the Niners at number one to win the NFC West. That's still I didn't, the case. I didn't know they were number one originally. That's crazy Rams, to me. Yeah, Rams number two, Cardinals number three, and Seahawks number four. I mean, that's still kind of on par. I think the percentages... You know, with uh, 49ers at 42%, you know, according to uh, 538 at uh, at 538 on Twitter, uh, Rams are 49ers, 42%, Rams, 31%, Cardinals, 19%, Seahawks at 8%. Now, to win the West, obviously, with Jimmy Garoppolo coming in, you would think that is why Dude. those odds are like that. He looked really good, and he's obviously was the key. What did we talk about? Our first, very first episode, Gunner. This is, uh, I think, episode eight today. But our first episode, we talked about, I said that there's no way Trey Lance makes it the full season. I, I figured he would get hurt or he would get pulled or something. Obviously, unfortunate. that, that Way to put that made. out there for Trey, though. Yeah, I know. I didn't try to jinx him so the guy would, like, <laughs> destroy his leg but oh I, I mean it just to me it just seeing his style i knew that was gonna something was gonna happen at well, some what, point well what is it with the 49ers with that though alex smith went down kaepernick came in right and just kind of ran out the rest of the season that was their super bowl season right when alex yep. smith went out kaepernick came in 49ers went all over the super bowl yeah but watch in, that, hindsight, watch it. In, in hindsight it would have almost been better like it's the same kind of concept i almost think they would have been better off <laughs> i think they would have uh, almost been better off keeping the uh, keeping Alex Smith, like he, granted, he got him the Super Bowl, but when you talked long term, Alex yeah. Smith probably would have been the better quarterback than Colin Kaepernick. Uh, and you look now, Trey Lance, Jimmy G, for what they're trying to accomplish, Jimmy G looks like the guy that you want to have as a quarterback uh, with the Niners. So, uh, you know, with them being now kind of favorites still, and then it looks like that's increased, uh, kind of surprising, but that also makes me feel better about this weekend's game against the Rams. So, makes you feel better with, uh, Garoppolo playing on the 49ers? Well, no, that every that other people think that the Niners are better than the Rams. Oh, if people I got think you. that yeah, the yeah. Niners are better than the Rams, then that tells me like I was thinking what what Kevin was just saying that the Rams were going to come in this year and just like light the world on fire and they honestly yeah. haven't. So, yeah. uh, I think that makes this game within reach. What do you think, Gunner? I'm what with you, you there. I I you know, I'm sitting I I still look at that 48 and a half, you know, and I, and and Depending on where I go at the 48 and a half, it's how I'm going to bet on the uh, the passing yards. Because if it's going to be a defensive battle, there's going to be a lot of punts, right? Not not much scoring. Um, so I I I may hedge my bets this week, dude, just in case, because it could go either way. We could get that high scoring game if the defenses don't show up. But if the defenses show up, it's going to be that on the under, you know, and on the under on the passing yards as well. You know, I think I'm going to hedge my bets. I'm going to do one on uh, on each. You know, I can't I can't really decide right at this moment, you know, as to where whether I'm going to go on the over or under, but I, let's play it safe. Let's hedge those bets, man. So I don't like lose. It. <laughs> so I don't lose uh lose it all. Safe, right? safe way to play, baby. Safe way to yeah. play. Yeah. 
Any anything else on the betting side, Gunner? Um, not really. I mean, we're st- I mean, recording this on Thursday, we don't have like all the numbers. Like, we don't have anything on uh, rush yards for um for the Tyler. Cardinals. Yeah. Oh, as a team. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, for their uh, I have twenty five and a half yards for Kyler Murray rushing, but that's it. You know, Ooh, I would take that all day. Go smash the over twenty five and a half. Okay, so week uh, we, did I bet last week? I did not. It was week one when I, we went to the game. He was there. He got twenty nine. I bet on the over on the twenty nine and a half. He got twenty nine. I missed it by half a yard. Not that he could have gotten a half a yard or anything. He just yeah. needed that one extra yard. So I'm a little uh, a little weary, a little, but a little but, burnt on that. But the amount of running he did, you know, in uh, in Vegas. That you know, makes, he, that's what makes me think that they saw the key to winning some of these games is he's got to run a little bit more. Yeah. So that may be an over on that one. Um, but other than that, I mean, they don't, I mean, being a few days out, they're still waiting on the, uh, the final stuff from uh, the Cardinals as to who's playing. And, you know, folks, the, uh, what we yeah. have here is Gunner is very noncommittal on his bets. And so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I just got, well, cause I mean, like I said, the numbers, like this is Thursday where this is going to be posted on Friday. And a lot of times, you know, these Sunday games, we yeah. don't get final numbers until like Saturday. So yeah, that makes sense. And, so until we know who, uh, I mean, our running backs c- coming back, right? Is he doing Connor, okay? No, we don't. We Connor? don't know if he's coming back yet. That's why but... he's not on the. Uh, yeah, they don't got numbers yeah. on him online yeah. yet. So yeah, it's not for sure if he's playing or not. Um, well, with that being said, key matchups for this weekend. Uh, the Cardinals need to attack this defense. I think, right? I, I think when you attack Jalen Ramsey, I think the Bills show that that might be the way to go. Like people don't attack him, and so thus, you know, he's this feared player, and he is a great player, but. At the end of the day, everybody's got to work a little bit and and make them work. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I pop for all of these. Uh, we we have these pop ups that once we have some video for you guys, you're gonna love these too. Gunner Jackson is firmly on the fence when it yeah, comes I am to- riding the fence right yeah. now. I got splinters yeah. all over my ass from riding the uh, <laughs> the fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matchup to watch. I think the key matchup is Byron Murphy and Cooper Cup. I really want to see what happens there. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and to a to a degree, Trayvon Mullen, if he does play or Marco Wilson, how do they stack up against like an Allen Robinson? Because Allen Robinson, great player for the Bears at times, didn't have a lot of support from the quarterback position. But when he came over here, this offseason, I think a lot of people are like, man, this is all the Rams do is they reload. You lose an OBJ, Van Jefferson's hurt. Um, you let you send Robert Woods to Tennessee. When you see those things happen, all of a sudden they go get an Allen Robinson. And it's like, oh, well, the Rams right. better than they were before because now they got a another like number one wide receiver opposite Cooper Cup. So I, I think those two matchups are secondary versus uh, those dynamic receivers is going to be something. Isaiah Simmons will be another one to watch. Can he pick up from where he left off uh, last week? Right, he punched out that ball, the crucial, the crucial turnover to win the game for us. Um, you know, the the go home win right there. But will he be able to perform? They have said all week in practice he's looked great, which is a good sign. Yeah. I don't like Van Jefferson's <laughs> or Van Jefferson. I don't like Vance Joseph's. Uh, our defensive coordinator's comments today about Isaiah saying that, oh, we schemed Isaiah to only play 15 snaps. Uh, like, to me, that doesn't make sense. That sounds like, oh, you're just trying to cover up that he was been in the doghouse. Um, so that does have a little bit concerned because you're, you're kind of getting, and it's really weird with this coaching staff. 
Bruce Arians, for the most part, was very honest. I think that's what we really liked about him as a head coach. Yeah. With this coaching staff now, it's very interesting where they just I, – I, I, I feel like they say one thing and then they do another, or they say one thing and then they say something else. Um, yeah, <laughs> Van Jefferson, Van Morrison, who gives a hoot? Um, but, uh, yeah, that will be very interesting to see this weekend – uh, what does Isaiah Simmons look like, uh, and can he repeat? They took the green dot away, gave it to Zayvon Collins. Zayvon Collins, mm-hmm. all things considered, they said he's looked great too. And and that's a guy that if you had to tell me which one I'd be more concerned about, it was going to be Zayvon, not uh, Isaiah. So the right. fact that we're flipped now, uh, it just shows all the growing pains of this defense of this young team. You know, one guy that really stood out, as as I know we need to wrap this soon, but Yep. One guy that really stood out last game, Gunner, and and I'll I'm going to send you some footage so you can see this. Um, uh, Zach Allen okay. was so Zach Allen has talked about how JJ Watt has made him a better player and just that that mentorship. He had some plays last weekend that the amount of pressure that he gave to Carr and the sacks and everything else. I mean, he looked, he looked like he picked up where he left off last year and he's taken it to a whole nother level. And I couldn't see it from being at the game, like really monitor. Like it's really hard at the angles to, to you don't get, it's sometimes better to watch it at home because you get the better yeah. view of it all. But yeah, that guy looks like a beast. And if no one's paying attention, you need to, you need to be looking out for, for Zach Allen and him doing his little, those little dance he does when he gets turnovers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Zach Allen, I think is going to be a major player this weekend for sure. Um, and there was another play I want to show you as well. And, and I tweeted these out. So follow Burgang travel on Twitter. DJ Humphreys blew up <laughs> someone last week. And again, that reminds me of this offensive line again, might be one of the better, if not the best offensive lines that we've had ever and when you talk about going a long season here and getting this offensive going, this mm-hmm. offensive side of the ball going, I, I think that's key. So, one thing to watch too is uh, I what Stafford's got five picks in two games. Is that yeah. right? He had uh, two last week, three uh, in week one. So uh, watching our defense, and I may do a, a little defensive touchdown bet uh, with this as well. We'll see. You know, Ooh, I like our, is that that's not posted yet, right? The odds on defensive touchdown. Uh, on the Cardinal, I, I'll usually parlay that in with like uh, like a Cooper Cup touch anytime touchdown. You know, I, I kind of throw some stuff in there, but an Arizona Cardinals defensive touchdown, which I mean, if uh, if Stafford's already got five picks, hope you know, I guess for the for the Rams' sake, hopefully he corrects that. But let's hope he doesn't. You know, as Arizona Cardinal fans, we get a defensive pick that goes back for uh, a pick six. You know, and that's uh, that's a bet you can make. Let me see what that is. Real quick. Um, you know, you didn't make any bets this week, Tyler. No, I'm a coward. Um, something that we alluded to was I've got a really good story about Kitty getting kicked out of SoFi Stadium, which I would love yeah. to tell on this show, but I'm actually going to save that for when we play in SoFi next. So I think we have that in a few weeks. <laughs> okay. So that we'll, we'll, we'll tee that up for a few weeks. I'm going to leave you guys hanging on that one. But uh, I did tell my story about Oakland and, and going there for the Raiders. So I think I'm going to keep this this theme going of when we play these teams on the road, uh, telling some good nuggets of my experiences. But 
Uh, it is plus 1,000, so a $10 bet will win you 100 bucks if there's a, a defensive touchdown. I think that's a good bet. Put 10 bucks. I agree, on. man. And I mean, and then, Hunter, uh, right now, put $10 on a defensive touchdown from the Cardinals. Book all it. All right, man. Let's do it. I'm going to do one. Uh, I'm going to do one strictly with that. But once we're done with the podcast, I'm going to do one uh, coupled with uh, probably Kyler Murray on the over on the rushing. Cooper Cup touchdown, anytime touchdown, and a uh, and a uh, Cardinals uh, defensive touchdown should be a nice like little uh, three leg parlay on that one. That's that would be good. That there yeah. it is. There's your bet of the week. Uh, with that being said, this is the kickoff in the Valley podcast. The ever vacationing now back Gunner Jackson, myself, Tyler Vasquez of Burgang Travel. Uh, join us this weekend at the Lola, by the way. If you haven't already, uh, get your tickets, burgangtailgate.com. Uh, hang out with us. We're going to be giving away signed Byron Murphy footballs. So, you know, last week he, he got that game winner scoop and score. Come uh, score yourself winning. Uh, we're going to do raffles to win some uh, some footballs. And we're going to do a wing eating contest, Gunner. How oh. about you come by the Lola and enter the I, wing eating contest? I haven't had wings in a little bit. I got braces now. So I, you gotta I can't. Avoid uh, I got to avoid wings for another uh, eight months, nine months, something like that. Oh. Man, yeah. this is sad, Gunner. This is just sad. Dude, right? I, I got I got all sorts of stuff going on. And it and I'm <laughs> even gonna be out and uh, I gotta be I'm in Memphis in a couple of weeks too for uh St. Jude. Oh. I got uh, I got I'm speaking out there to one at one of the conventions because uh, my daughter went through the whole uh, childhood yeah, cancer yeah, thing. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Um uh so with that <laughs> so now we're gonna wrap. Uh I was going to the wrap and then we we got going on wings. Look at that food, food, that's what it does to us. <laughs> With that being said, this is the Kickoff in the Valley podcast. Like, listen, subscribe, share, review, do all those things for us. We love you. This is Kickoff in the Valley. Love you.